these 12 verses if the psalmist describing a person who is in deep trouble, who has cried out to God, but who feels that God is not responding. So that's what we see in verses 7 and 9. However, however, if we find ourselves in a similar situation, we should do as this psalmist did and continue to call on God day and night. Which is what verses 1 and 2 tell us. It says, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord at night. I sought the Lord at night. I stretched out untiring hands, and I would not be comforted. So we need to do all of that while remembering all the ways God has shown us His love in the past, which is what verses 11 and 12 tell us. Which are the verses that say, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. So the reason we do all of that is because of what God has done for us. Through his son Jesus. And it is because of what God has, what God did for us, and is going to continue to do for us through his son, that we now have the assurance that he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us? all things. And if you want to know where that came from, that came from Romans 8.32. So what you need to read for today's Bible reading or for, is First Chronicles chapter 11 verse 1 through chapter 12 verse 18 Acts chapter 28 Psalm chapter, uh, Psalm 9, verses 1 through 12, and Proverbs 19, 1 through 3. So that brings us to the conclusion of our verse of the day for today. Now we're going to move into our Through the Bible in One Year segment. So again, just a brief little reminder. If you have missed any of these, if you want to get caught up with any of these, you can do so by visiting upstatechristian.com. Again, that is upstatechristian.com. So we're on today, 192 of our Through the Bible in One Year segment. So our focus is for going to be on Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through uh, 11. So we finished up yesterday talking 
by the generosity of a man named Barnabas. Like, and today we're going to talk about the greed of two people who thought they could pull the wool over the eyes of God. So the two people we're going to be talking about today are a husband and a wife by the name of Ananias and Sapphira. And then you will see they sold some property they owned and decided to give some of the money that they made off of that sale to the church. But they also decided to tell the church that what they had given was the full amount they had received for the property they had sold. Which was their which was their ultimate crime. That was what they were that was the sin they were guilty of. They weren't guilty of selling the property and not giving to the church. What they were guilty of was attempting to lie to God and not keeping some of the money for themselves. So now let's start in verse 1 of Acts chapter 5. You go through verse 5 to start off with. So here's what that says. Now a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property with his wife's full knowledge and kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the disciples, or excuse me, at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart? that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of, some of the money you received for the land. Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What would you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to when Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. He could fear. Seized all who had heard what had happened. So let's break down what we have just read so far, right? So Ananias and Sapphira's actions, their act, may very well have been inspired by the by the, by the response to Barnabas' generosity, right? So we know that the church loved Barnabas' generosity. They thought very highly of Barnabas for being so generous when he sold some property, and he did something that made some money, and gave it all to the church. So Ananias and Sapphira schemed and thought in their head, We'll do, we'll do the same thing to gain notoriety by selling our property, but instead of <coughs> giving all the money they received to the church, 
make the signing to give part of the money to the church, but tell the apostles that this was everything they had received for that piece of property. Third was one or two up here more generous than they actually were. So the next thing that we see is Peter essentially confirming all of the rights that one has to sell, give, or profit from personal property. So what are we talking about there, right? So what is it saying? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? So Peter is asking in our house whether rhetorically, didn't this piece of land belong to you before you decided to sell it? Yes. So whatever you got for selling that piece of property was yours to dispose of as you saw fit. Right? And so then we asked the next question. After it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? Let me ask him another rhetorical question along the exact same lines. Right? So the first question was, was it the property or the food you sold it? Yes. The act you sold it was likewise to do with as you saw fit. Yes. Of course. So now here's <laughs> what the problem was, right? All of the things we just talked about, right? All Ananias' privileges. Ananias could have given what he gave to the church. Told the church, look, I sold the piece of property, and I'm giving you a portion of what I made so that I can keep this other portion to possibly buy another piece of land to put in the bank to save up to buy another piece of land something else with it, but he chose not to do that, and his wife conspired with him to not do that. Right? So his sin was not that he gave all some proceeds to the church, but that he lied about it. It wasn't the fact he only gave a part to the church. It wasn't his sin. His sin was the fact he told was everything I got for this piece of property, for this piece of land, for this house, whatever it was that he sold, he told the church, this was everything I got for it. And the reason he did that was because he wanted to appear to be more generous than he actually was. So in other words, he lied to the church, and since the church is indwelled by the Spirit, he therefore lied to God. Humanity lied to human beings, didn't matter what he did. 
was a bit peaky. Right. God. Yes, this is everything I get for it. And what happens is this is from bed for men. Right? And so, bed, death, and is dying here. Confirmed on this pleasure and such self promotion that essentially undervalued the presence of God. Now let me pick up in verse 6. So we just see what happened to Ananias. Now we're going to see what happened to Sapphira. So let me pick up in verse 6 and we're going to take it in verse 11. Now, here's what it says. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the Peter said to her, how much you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. And the young men came in and finding her dead, carried her out and Buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these things. So let's break down what is happening in this last section. So what is happening? We already know what happened to Ananias. But now we see what has happened to his wife, Sapphira. So we know that Ananias fell down dead. Yes, he heard that you have not lied just to human beings, but to God. And so now in the beginning of this section, we see that some new men come in. And they wrapped up his body, and they carried him out, and they buried him. Right? So who were these people that took this body out? Right? They were not church officials. They were some of the younger men who were among the believers. So that covers the part about who this young man was. So then, what is this whole part about? They wrapped up his body, they carried it out, and they buried him. So what is all that about? So what that is all about is that the burial practices of the day, so the burial practices within the first century, Judah, but then first century Palestine, right, were to <coughs> wrap the body in cloth and to put it in a tomb, which is essentially what happened when Jesus died on the cross, and that is essentially what happened when Ananias dropped dead, right? So it is quite all right, so let's deal with this part now that it's saying, right? 
So about three hours later, right, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. So let's deal with that part, right? So how could she have not known what happened to her husband? How could Sophia have not known that Ananias had alive? Not just sitting there, not just to the apostles, but had lied to the church, and because he had lied to the church, and because the church was indwelled, that the spirit he had lied to God, how could she have not known that? Well, she already knew he had lied to God. So, but because she didn't know, she didn't know that he had dropped dead, because he had lied to God. So it is quite all I think this could have been done without Sapphire having heard about it in the time express. So we're told it was about three hours later. So we don't know about what time this was. So if it was about noon, it would have been about three o'clock in the afternoon. Quite possibly. If it was earlier in the day, like let's say nine o'clock in the morning. Then this would have been about noon. We don't know the time of the day. We just know that it was three hours later. <clears throat> however, however, that part from family involvement is unusual. Right, so there would have had, should have been some family involvement in the burial of animals. There was no family. Why is that the case, right? So, what it suggests is recognition that Ananias had been struck down under God's judgment, right? So now let's let's look at the way this ends, right? It says, tell me. It is the price you and Ananias got for the land. Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said, how could you inspire the test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the fear of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out all so. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young man came in and finally did carried her out and buried her beside her husband. So what what do we see here? What's so important about that? What's so important about that the small section, right? What's important here that Sapphira had ample opportunity to do the right thing. She had ample opportunity to essentially confess yes. We sold this people piece of property. Yes, we received more money than what we gave to you. Yes, we conspired to essentially lie to you and to you, but to God in order to make ourselves look more generous than what we actually are. So that is what so far is guilty of. And so now let's look at this 
last sentence here. Like this is a great fear since the whole church and all who heard about these events. So let's talk a little bit about that, right? So what exactly are we seeing here? Like what we're seeing is God's judgment on the sin of Ananias and Sapphira caused an immediate response of humility and fear. When she looked at the holy law and reverence that makes us aware of our accountability to the Almighty God. And so, in the proper fear of God, and His justified anger and judgment against sin, God's people, like those of us who are followers of Christ, those of us who have chosen to follow God, who have chosen to accept his forgiveness. That's who God's people are. God's people is not a select nationality. God's people are not a select race. God's people are those who willingly choose to follow him and who willingly choose to obey his commands and his corrections and his guidance for their lives. So that a proper fear of God and his justified anger judgment against God's people will soon conform to the ungodly ways of the world. So what Ananias and Sapphira did was no different than what the ungodly, than what the Roman people would have done, what the Hebrew people would have done, the people that they would have done. It's what the Jewish Romans would have done, even though it was, even though they were prohibited from doing it under the law, it's what they would have done. Because it would have, they would have said, oh, look how much we gave to the Look at how much we gave to God. Aren't we so much better than everybody else? Because look at how much we gave. When in fact, when in fact, they only gave as much as they did so they could brag about it. Rather than saying, oh, it's my property was never really mine in the first place. To, to look at it for a while, I sold it and made a little bit of money off of it. I'm going to give that money back to God. Even God requires it. That's not that makes me look good. Because I'm thankful for the opportunity. Been, I'm thankful for the opportunity to have looked after for a short time. I'm thankful to God for having allowed me to have this piece of property for a while. I'm thankful to God for allowing the value of that piece of property to go up somewhere and I was able to sell it for a profit. So now I'm going to give. Give all that profit back to 
I'm going to give a portion of that profit back to God because I'm thankful to God. So as a result of our conforming to the ungodly ways of the world, we want six to experience the power and the benefit of the Holy Spirit in God's miraculous presence. And we will find ourselves cut off from God's mercy and from His favor. So we'll see in this short little story that starts here in the beginning of the book of Acts is that the throne of the Lord was a necessary element of New Testament faith and it must also be present as a part of and as a necessary element of biblical Christianity today. So that is where we will pick up tomorrow as we continue our journey through the Bible and through the book of Acts. Here's what you need to read to be prepared for that discussion tomorrow. You need to read First Chronicles chapter 12 verse 19 through chapter 14 verse 17, Romans chapter 1 verses 1 through 17, Psalm 9 verses 13 to 20, and Proverbs chapter 19 verses 4 and 5.